0: good evening hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous uh, wednesday evening <laughs> sad when you have to think about it for a second but I hope everybody is doing well hope you liked my uh, song choice this evening and uh, so i'm the singer dion for those who may not know and uh, like i said my dad exposed me to a lot of different uh, music growing up and uh seemed like the older i get the more i appreciate uh uh, what he shared, uh, I might not have enjoyed it as much as I should have when I was a kid, but I feel like the older I get, the more I appreciate uh, some of the music that he uh, uh, listened to there. But I uh, had, a, had a good, have and have a good daddy, that's for sure, and mama too, in case she's watching. I don't want her to get uh, her feelings hurt. I had a good mama too, so I don't want don't to hurt anybody's feelings, but... Uh, trust everybody had a good day today, and uh, well, welcome back. Good evening, Kyla Hensley, and uh, appreciate that. And also, if um, any of you are uh, watching and have a prayer concern, be sure and put those in the comments section, and we'll address those here momentarily. And uh, so, I'm just going to try to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, go ahead and uh, dive into God's word here this evening. Uh, We're going to look at uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 2 and 3. So let me bring that up here so that you uh, can read along here. Oops, I the wrong thing here. Give me just one second. There we go. 1 John chapter 5, 2 and 3. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commandments, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And as uh, me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, uh, let's see here, uh, my wonderful mother-in-law, Sharon Boyd, says, Prayers for all the sick and unspoken. Yes, ma'am, we will do that. And uh, Brandy Boyd Young, the name sounds familiar, not quite if I can place a face with the name. Uh, it says, uh, Pray for Nate and my friend Jennifer for surgery tomorrow, Uh, Donna Taylor. Uh, my sister, Christy Rose, uh, remember in prayer, please. Most definitely, ladies, we will do that. Uh, Kyla says, pray for our nation and the men and women in the police force. Most definitely. They uh, definitely need a lot of prayer, uh, particularly not only them, but their families who uh, are in fear every time they walk out the door and I uh, can't imagine uh, uh, what they're going through each and every time uh, they leave. It's just a dangerous situation right now for our police officers. It's said. sad um, I was watching a video today where they having to more or less drive through a crowd, uh, and uh, they were busting out the the back window. In fact, it was in um, Virginia, I want to say. There was a motorcycle wreck, and uh, the uh, EMT was trying to get there uh, to to assist uh, the individual. Uh, I think the the, the individual had died because they couldn't get to. They tried to get to the guy, and they were kicking and punching. The MT people, and they were there to try to help this individual. They said, because uh, they said to put a memorial up where this motorcycle wreck was at. I just, I don't know. I, it's just absolute insanity uh, what we're, what we're seeing right now. But uh, uh, well, let's go ahead and bow our heads and go before the Lord in prayer. And Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, uh, we just thank you for another wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, as we lift up each and every one of these prayer requests and concerns, uh, Lord, I pray you be with Brandy's uh, prayer for Nate that you'll bring uh, healing upon him, uh, that you'll guide the doctor's hands, and uh, that you can bring him to full and complete health and be with his family during this very difficult time. Pray you be with her friend Jennifer that you will bring uh, the, with this surgery that she's going to have that it will be successful and she'll come to full and complete health. Uh, lord i pray that you'll be with sharon's unspoken concerns and uh and lord i pray that you'll be with donna's sister that you'll bring healing upon her and uh lord i pray be with Kyla's prayer concern and uh lord that uh, our nation uh, definitely needs prayer like never before and uh lord I pray the peace and healing upon our land and lord i pray that uh, uh you'll be with our police officers that you will let them know that they are truly needed they are loved and they are appreciated protection about them and their families uh lord i do want to pray for kim Penix and healing upon her and wendy lee and roger winters uh Thelma thompson i pray lord that you'll be with Darlene barker and her family and stepfather and, uh lord I pray that you be with uh ginger hood and troy and uh, linda and david feathers and uh lord i pray that um uh, you'll be with so many all the other prayer requests and concerns that i get they're very important uh but unfortunately my mind uh can't recall them all, but you know the hearts and minds and that your will be done in each and every situation. Lawrence, will lift up a prayer for my dad that you'll bring healing upon him and take away any uh, sickness or pain or discomfort he's experiencing as well. And, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, let's... Um, uh, sorry. Um, caveman just sent me a, uh, uh, a text message. I was trying to see what it was he sent me. Um, as far as announcements go, um, i trying to think, nothing that uh, uh, in particular that I can think of just other than um, church Sunday morning uh, from 10 a.m. to 11, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. I don't know what's I don't know what it is, the last couple of days I have just been, I mean, exhausted, I don't know what's going on, I don't know, I've got something going on in my ear where I can't sleep at night, maybe that's what it is. Trying to study for tonight's uh, teaching and uh, get falling asleep. Trying to read. I I can't think clear. I don't know what's what's going on with me. But, uh, uh, but anyway, service times from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Sunday morning. Uh, Doctor Vic Young, uh, as of right now, will be bringing the message. Like I say, he's not been feeling well, and uh, if uh, you know, as far as I know, he'll see he's still try to make it Sunday. Uh, but um, uh, either way, we're still going to have service and. Um, that evening, uh, you know, this, this Sunday, July fifth. Uh, that evening, of course, at six p.m., I will bring the evening message here online, and uh, and then again next Wednesday at seven. But uh, as far as I know, that's uh, pretty much it, I guess. But um, uh, so just um, if there's anything else out there, I'll be sure and put it online. So, well, uh, of course, this uh, Saturday is uh, July the fourth and uh you know we always celebrate uh, uh our freedom our independence and um, you know this fourth of july is going to be different and i say that because so many because of these, this this uh, whole uh, COVID deal uh with uh with the with the rona is uh uh so many are not you know we freedom hall and, and a lot of other places won't be doing their uh, their annual uh, fireworks now I did see read somewhere maybe Kingsport might be I don't know but uh, uh, so a lot of places what normally be having these events won't be doing that and um, so you know we look at our nation you know right now it's in chaos it's in turmoil it's it's uh, it's crazy right now Of course you know you know that without me even saying anything about it you realize that and I know a lot of people are angry a lot of people are upset and I'm right there with you. You know, I have to really pray about it I have to fight it. And uh, uh, Brandy gets upset with me because, I, I, because of my feelings in regards to what's going on right now. But, uh, you know, when we, uh, you know, 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was signed, you know, the Revolutionary War continued on five years, even after that was signed. And I'm getting to a point here. You know, I'm giving you. A, I'm kind of giving you a history lesson to. A, to, a, you know, but I'm, I'm bringing it back around to our our, our passage this evening. But um, so you know, we look at our independence from England. Uh, you know, we look at the Stamp Act. We look at uh, uh, the uh, were the uh, the uh, Boston Tea Party. Uh, we look at. Uh, uh, gosh, was it uh, Gage that uh, the uh, governor uh, that went down to Concord and the British governor? That is. I mean, we see all these different events that led up to the Revolutionary War, and uh, are we was tired of being bullied and pushed around um, from England, uh, the taxation without representation, and so we uh, we decided we wanted our independence, we wanted our freedom. And uh, and really, I know the the, the Civil War, many act like it just happened yesterday. But believe it or not, that was uh, uh, a few days ago, uh, a few years ago, rather. (laughs) But uh, the way the the media acts, it it just happened. But uh, really, in the same token, even though the uh, uh, individuals from the liberal aspect of it uh, don't agree with this, and you know, they want to push an agenda. They want to run on emotion. So I was telling Dad today, you know, all these kids uh, who grew up in the public school system, uh, they uh, when they run on emotion like many liberals, and when you try to give them facts, they think that they're trying you know, that you're trying to confuse them. <laughs> so you know that's a horrible thing if the facts would confuse you. But uh, you know we see, and you heard Dad talk about this uh, Sunday or two ago. Uh, in regards that that's uh, one reason why the south rebelled it was kind of the same deal taxation taxation without representation and the north was uh, was being heavy-handed and uh, the big government overreach and so that's why they decided to to rise up despite what many have told you now there are aspects of slavery that did filter that did come into play I'm going, you know but less than five percent were slave owners so that's something else they don't want to tell you but anyway uh, in the south that is but um... So we see this that, uh, you know, uh, particularly with slavery, you know, a lot of people are really uh, up in arms in regards to slavery. And slavery was not a um, a pleasant thing. Their own people sold them into slavery, and uh, uh, the, it was uh, not a, a pretty thing in our nation's history uh, as far as, um, um, I don't know what to tell you, um, sorry. Things keep popping up on my internet here and it it distracts me. But uh, but anyway, with slavery, you know, that that wasn't a good thing in our nation's history. Uh, We uh, uh, wanted to, um, uh, you know, a lot of people want to uh, erase it, you know, as long as we get rid of these statues and things that are going on. And um, so, yes, that was bad. And that, you know, but, you know, it's hard to, you can't judge today's standards in today's culture. You can't judge that on past culture uh, and uh, in their view and thinking, even though it was wrong. You know, we don't agree with it, even though that was wrong. Uh, you can't judge those things because it's a different time, a different era, a different way of looking at things. And uh, so... You know history is not there to make you feel good it's not there to make you feel bad it, it is history It's there for us to learn from we can learn from these mistakes i tell you something else I uh, was uh, read yesterday is a article from a uh, young lady uh, she come from a a marxist country and uh, i wanted to say is venezuela but i can't remember but anyway she said this this whole thing that, she, that we're seeing right now uh, with these statues coming down are the very things that she witnessed uh, that uh, led up to that Marxist society. And she said it's very concerning to her what she is seeing and what is being played out. Uh, she's worried it's going to uh, uh, happen uh, and uh, uh, hear uh, the very same thing. So here's the thing. People are upset with slavery, and rightly so. They should be. But here's what they don't understand. See, they are a slave, as we all are. We are slaves to sin. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ came to free us. See, if you want real freedom, true freedom, that can only come through Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can provide us with the ability for our freedom. The chains can be uh, let loose. Uh, The jail cell is open only through Christ Christ can we have true ultimate freedom in this country and in our lives spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. True freedom only comes through Jesus Christ. And so many people in this nation are slaves, have been blinded uh, by the god of this world and don't even realize it don't even understand what they've been through and that brings us to our passage here this evening because this is the very thing that they this new covenant and we read this here in hebrews 10 1 through 18 we look at this here we see that here they were being they were slaves to uh, the, the Old Testament law, they were slaves to works, they were slaves to the very thing that, that was holding them back, keeping them from the, the new covenant, uh, that freedom in which Jesus Christ was trying to provide and give to them. And, and so, you know, and this is what uh, gets to the heart uh, of our teaching this evening is that obedience to Christ and understanding that because of our obedience to Christ, we can have that freedom. And because of that obedience to Christ, we can have that faith. We can exemplify that love, which produces works. Remember, we don't work our way to heaven, but because of our love for Jesus Christ, we will want to produce good works uh, in order to please the Heavenly Father. But see, you know... It's, it's it's I understand there's a lot of people out there that uh, uh, who are uh, very upset right now with with the events the current events, what's going on and I think a lot of people worry uh, about their uh, their relationship with Jesus Christ or worried that their anger or their temper uh, was uh, is is going to prevent. Uh, that or cause a division, if you will, uh, with that relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, uh, you know, if you allow that to fester, if you allow it to continue, if you allow anger and bitterness uh, into your heart, uh, it is going to affect that relationship to a certain extent. Now, if you made that profession of faith, if you understand what Jesus Christ done on the cross for you, and you've prayed and accepted Christ into your heart, then, you know, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that's not, that's not going to change just because you lose your temper. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But we need to give that over to Jesus Christ. We need to give that anger. We need to give that bitterness. We need to give that frustration. We need to give that all over to God. And that is, you know, it's not easy to do. You know, when you see our, our freedoms being trampled on, and we see the, the the vicious, violent acts that are being committed, it is, um, uh, you know, it's easy to get angry. And, upset, and rightly so, we should be. But, uh, but be careful. Don't allow bitterness to rule and control you. I've, like I was talking about this morning in uh, my morning devotion, uh, you know, that's one thing I've had to fight a lot throughout my life is my attitude and my anger. Uh, and uh, and sometimes, you know, it, it, in fact, when uh, I was a young adult, Dad even got me a, it's called the anger workbook, <laughs> trying to help me to work through my anger uh, and, um and and just was just filled with bitterness and and, uh uh and anxiety and it's still something i have to work on praise god it's not as bad as it once was believe it or not (laughs) and uh, it used to be a whole lot worse and i don't want to go back to that i can find myself with everything that's going on slipping back into that and what's that doing see that's the old devil trying to pull us back into bondage and we've been made free so with that said let's look over here at galatians Uh, Chapter 5, verse 1, if you have that handy, I don't think, no, I don't think I made a slide for this one. Uh, Galatians 5, 1, it says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to yoke of slavery. And we see here in verse 13, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for, for the flesh but through love, serve one another. See what he's saying there—that you know because we have been set free, and uh, and with freedom, uh, we it comes opportunity to be able to do what you want to do. And there is a warning there. Yes, we are being made free. But you know, even though all things are lawful for me, not all things are beneficial for me, as Paul said. And so you know, we have to be uh, very careful uh, about that. And that uh, you know, just because we can do it, is that glorifying unto God? See, yes, that's, that's one thing we have to be very careful of. And you know, there's a lot of kids. Uh, who have graduated high school and they're getting ready to go into college and they're going to experience a lot of freedom they're not used to. They don't have mommy and daddy there anymore to tell them no, tell them yes to, to stay home or watch out for this or watch out for that. And so they, it's very easy, very tempting to get very wild and do the things they shouldn't do. Yeah, you have the freedom to do it, but don't forget the consequences that come with that. That's what, um, uh, and uh, of course, my daughter. I, she probably gets upset with me if I uh, when I tell her things. But uh, I tell her, I said, when you if you're out with buddies and and you're at a get together, I said you I said you don't uh, take a, a drink from anybody. And I said, when you're standing there, you keep your hand over that cup because people can can slip things in your drink uh, to uh, to drug you. And I can tell I see it in her face she's like. You know, like I like I'm an idiot, uh, but uh, but it's true. There's people. I saw something, one thing my dad told me a long time ago. There are people out there, evil people out there, who want to hurt you. That's what they want to do. And a lot of these kids don't realize that. They don't see the ugly, evil side of the world sometimes until it's too late. There's a lot of women I've talked to throughout the years that, uh, that said, you know, my dad warned me of this, my mother warned me of that, and, uh, and you know, and, and and I wish I'd listened to them. Hey, I'm one of them. You know, I'm one of those people I wish I'd listened to my dad. There's a lot of things he warned me about, but I was too bullheaded and stupid and thought I knew it all and, and went down the wrong path. We got to be careful about that as Christians. Is just because you can do it, is it beneficial? Is it being honoring? Is it being pleasing unto God? And that's one thing we have to ask ourselves about. Now, we can also look over here at um, Romans uh, chapter 5, uh, verse, uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 17 uh, through 18. Uh, it says, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. So here's the cool thing. You know, once we were slaves to sin, you know, and um, and Jesus Christ set us free, but then we, we are we want to be uh, willing servants. We want to be willing s- uh, slaves to Jesus Christ because of the of, of the freedom that He has given us, because of the love that He has shown us. We want to be slaves to Jesus Christ. We want to be His servants. We want to be His ambassador. We want to do those very things that would be pleasing and honoring unto God. We want to show that obedience there is there is active obedience and there's passive obedience and we look at active obedience. You can look at the fact that as we're seeing here in Hebrews 10, which I know I haven't read yet, we're going to give that in just one second. That uh, that Jesus Christ was active in the fact that he fulfilled Old Testament law, but Jesus Christ was passive in the fact that he submitted uh, himself to be tortured, to be nailed to the cross, to die for us, to rise again for us. He did those things uh, to to show, to give us eternal life. That's why Jesus Christ showed active and passive obedience. And uh, even as Christians, uh, we need to show that active and passive obedience to the fact that we need to be active and pursuing the things of Jesus Christ, pursuing uh, that obedience unto God and be passive in submitting ourselves to Jesus Christ and to put away that arrogance, to put away that pride, to put away those things, submitting ourselves entirely unto unto God. And um, it's not easy to do because we are inherently selfish people. We are inherently prideful people. It's not always easy for us to do, but we need to show that obedience. See, Christ has been that example for us. In, in, in every area, in every aspect. Now, here's something we need to look at here. We're going to look at uh, Hebrews 10, uh, verses uh, 1 through 18. Uh, well, of course, I'm not I'm going to try to hit uh, highlights here, but uh, hold on one second. Let me get this pulled up here so that everybody can read along with me as I go through this. So here we go. Now, though, on social media, I hope you can read that. It looks kind of small. It looks kind of small on the... The um, website too. I'm trying to, man, my cursor is not want to cooperate with. Here we go. All right. So I don't know if you can read that or not. It's kind of small. I don't know if it's going to be that small. Uh, verse uh, chapter ten, verse one. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshippers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have uh, any uh, consciousness of sins. But the sacrifices that are a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings have not desired but a body have you prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sins you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written of me, and in the scroll of this book. Now, let's stop right there, and uh, then we'll, we'll pick back up. Let's go ahead and just, I'll go over a few things. Now, uh, there was a story. Uh, they say they don't know if it is actually true or not. That um, Sir Arthur Conan uh, Doyle—he was the, uh, for those who may not uh, know—is was the author of Sherlock Holmes. And uh, I love Sherlock Holmes. I got that from my dad. In fact, uh, I, I. to my knowledge, I have read every Sherlock Holmes story out there, uh, and I uh, used to uh, love to uh, watch movies and TV shows of Sherlock Holmes, and uh, uh, even the newer ones that come on BBC, I uh, always enjoyed it too. But, um, so anyway, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, he, they said he was a big practical joker, and it, the story says that uh, he said to 12 of his friends that, uh, in a letter, said, all has been found out, leave. And said that all 12 took up and left now I don't know you know like I said, that's kind of kind of funny in a way that uh, you know I don't know what what they thought he had on them but they everyone took off uh, running because they scared it was going to be exposed so I don't know what they were involved in but the point is is guilt see they were apparently guilty of something they were shameful or something enough to want to leave now that is uh, you know maybe a work of fiction a made-up story uh, as to whether he really done that or not but that's just it. See, we can be uh, eat up with guilt. We can be eat up with shame. And I think that's a lot, you know, that can run in two categories. It can either draw you to Jesus Christ for repentance or it can push you away. See, the devil wants to use these things to uh, to, to pull us away. See, when I say that pushes us away, is because you think that you are in no way good enough to, uh, to receive that forgiveness. You're in no way good enough to enter into a church. You're in no way good enough to stand before God. And guess what? You're not. Ain't none of us good enough. But see, God is what Jesus Christ, His sacrifice on the cross, He is what perfects us in order to be able to stand before God. And see, we understand that need of a Savior. We understand that how Jesus Christ can, can cleanse us from all that unrighteousness and, and forgive us man, that's when we get that freedom. That's when that burden is removed. Going back to the very thing that we're talking about this evening in regards to, I find this... This passage fitting uh, with July 4th coming up this Saturday is talking about that freedom from that bondage, freedom from that guilt, freedom from that shame that so many people desperately want and need. And they try to find it in so many other areas uh, in the world and the things in the world instead of accepting that free gift of salvation for Jesus Christ. Because we see here, uh, you know, we see there are several things going on here. Uh, First of all, you know, we see for since the law has but a shadow, all right, uh, we see that in the Greek uh, Skiah uh, is where we get that word shadow uh, there. And it says, of uh, the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never be the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year. All right? Remember, it can never, as this verse is talking about, never it can never make perfect those who draw near. See, with the, those sacrifices, those things that had to be constantly repeated time and time again, you know, it come around every year, just like tax season, you know, had to, you know, constantly they have to do these things and it was not making them perfect. That's why Jesus Christ had to be the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate high priest, so that it never had to be repeated again. That's why only Jesus makes us perfect in, in the eyes of God. Not perfect here physically, not perfect on this earth because we are sin filled because of the fall of man, but when we stand before God one day, it is his blood, his cleansing that makes us us to be able to stand before god almighty only god can remove that sin guilt that may remove that shame that so many may be experiencing you know it makes you wonder if someone sent you a note and said uh all that's been found out you better run you know i i can't think of any, any reason why i would need to run but it'll still make you think for a second what did i say what did i do what did I put on Facebook, <laughs> you know? and Nine times out of 10 during the day, I'm usually asking myself that anyway. Did I put anything on Facebook and upset anybody? Should I have posted that picture? Should I have said that funny joke? Did they actually know that was a joke? <laughs> so, you know, and then if, if, if I am worried about it anyway, I usually get a phone call from my father. What have you been doing? What did you put on Facebook? I just got a phone call. I just got an email. I wish you'd get off that stupid thing. And then I realized, oops, I messed up. And uh, because he lets me know I messed up, so, but uh, you know, so uh, we again, you know, uh, whatever it is you're dealing with, uh, that guilt or that shame or whatever it is, you're gonna give that before God. Give that to God. Don't let the devil uh, use that as a reason why you can't. Uh, go to god that's the very reason why you need to you know and so uh you know don't let things like it keep you out of church that's where you need to be you know i guess so, i hate that when the people try to say i ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites there in that church well good that's where they need to be you know i love that 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 meme that goes out it says uh, saying that your uh, hypocrites are in the church the reason why you don't go to church because of hypocrites is like saying i don't go to the gym because of fat people You know, that's where you need to be. That's where you've got to be to get healthy, to learn, to grow, to understand those things. That's where you have to be. Everybody's a hypocrite on a certain level. Everybody. So for you to even make that remark shows that you are a hypocrite yourself. So, you know, but uh, so let's give that over to God and know that he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the one that helps us to get uh, to have that perfection uh, before God. Verse two, otherwise would they not have ceased to to be offered since the worshipers have once been cleansed. All right. Been cleansed with. with no sins every year, so uh, we see that um, uh, the, without without Jesus Christ uh, atoning, that this the sacrificial system, the Old Testament way, they would not be fully cleansed uh, and be, have that perfection. And for it is impossible, all right, for the blood of bulls and goats. So he's telling us right there, all right. We're seeing these these different synonyms that we see here in, in verses uh, one and. Uh, uh, two and and three and four and ten and uh, sixteen and seventeen. We're seeing these different synonyms here, and uh, so, so. He's saying you are right here. Right? It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So that that's it, it, it cannot be more clear. It is impossible, and so again, going back to that freedom that only Jesus Christ can provide. And so the the, the fact that. These sacrifices were no longer needed. What God calls for is obedience. See, we you know, we read these things and you think, well, how does that relate to my situation here and now? That's fine and good for then. How does that uh, relate to my situation in the here and now? And when the here and now is God requests our obedience. Are you being obedient to God? Are you following his statutes? Are you doing your own thing? You know, that's one thing in, in some of my um, devotions Uh, within the last few days as such, is uh, uh, one area I think has been been gnawing at me, if you will, is the lack of Christians uh, standing for what is right and what is true in the eyes of God. I think that's one reason why we're seeing uh, some of the events that we're seeing now, because too many Christians want to compromise with the things of the world. They want to make excuses for sin. Uh, you know, particularly when it comes to alternative lifestyle choices, they want to make excuses for those things. Uh, just like, you know, we've heard Dad talk about it in the 70s, Roe v. Wade, the Christians were asleep at the wheel then. You know, and, and we see these things because of lack of obedience. See, it goes against uh, the grain of our, our pride and our selfishness. And we don't want to always be obedient. We want to play, there's so many Christians who want to play footsies with the world. We have pastors who are, are apostates. We have pastors out there who don't believe in the whole word of God. We, you know, uh, someone sent me, uh, one of uh, our members of the church, sent me a uh, uh, link uh, uh, to this Supposed church in the area that uh, is a uh, is a gay pride church, and uh, I couldn't hardly like it She's you know, she like Do you watch the video. I could it made me want to just vomit. I mean, it, you know, you're talking about an abomination for the eyes of God uh, It just uh, it, it nauseated me and, uh, and uh, people they can't distinguish between trying to show God's love towards someone without compromising their principles and compromising their convictions and Compromising what God's word says with the world, see, we can make a distinguished line of no, that is wrong, that is against what God's word tells us. And uh, but I can still show you a godly love, I can still speak the truth in love, I can still do these things, but at the same time, I cannot agree with what you're doing. And but it's just you know, and that doesn't matter, and that echoes if if you're gay or straight, that is the same principle we can show love but we, we can't show acceptance of something that's completely contrary to the Word of God. And, and so Christians can't seem to distinguish them with that. They, they want to justify sin not only in situations like that, but in their own lives. See, here that's one thing we're getting at here is that, you know, so many people do not understand uh, the abhorrence of sin in God's eyes. See, and I think that's one reason why uh, we don't have enough people uh, understanding why they are in need of a savior? Why they are in need of salvation? Uh, because you know, so many people they're worried about uh, getting pulled over by a cop, which you know, quite frankly, uh, when to see those lights in your rearview mirror, just makes you want to throw up. I have to be honest with you. I've got a lot of friends who are cops and are good people, and I uh, thank the world of them, and I pray for our police officers. But uh, man, when you see them lights, it's just like oh, you know, it's uh, it just don't, you know, it's the last thing you want to see. And uh, I love those videos where um, they pull people over, and you just see the look of their faces—like, what, you know? And they're they're giving away ice cream, or they're giving away something. Their whole countenance changes uh, when they see what the cops try to do. But they're more worried about those kind of situations, more worried about uh, things in the world. But they don't worry enough about God's judgment on sin. See, that's the very thing that we that we should be. Terrified of if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you should be terrified of God's judgment and condemnation. You should be they should be you should be scared to death. For those who are saved, uh, there is no condemnation. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Because why? Because what Jesus Christ has done. Because of what His blood has cleansed that we are no longer uh, having to worry about that condemnation. We get to enjoy uh, those good things. We get to enjoy the benefits of heaven. We get to enjoy those things that Jesus Christ is providing for us. And I think that we need to be more conscious of our sins and not give it a free pass. See, that's, that's, it's so easy to want to do that, to live in disobedience instead of obedience in which God has called us to do. Jesus Christ was obedient, obedient even unto death, even obedient unto the cross. Jesus Christ should de- exemplify and demonstrated that obedience. And when we can be obedient, we will show that love. We will show that faith. We will show those uh, that faith will produce those good works, the words we talked about a minute ago. And so uh, we need to be obedient to God. We need to be conscious. We will not be perfect on this side of heaven. No matter how hard we we want to be as close to Jesus Christ as we can, we, we still have that disease of sin, and we will mess up. That is just, that's just the human nature. But that's why Jesus Christ is our advocate and talks to God on our behalf. And so, even though uh, we fall, Jesus Christ says it's okay, it's covered. All right, but just because, as we read over here, remember, that just because we have freedom, all right, that we we doesn't mean that we are got free pastors do whatever we want to. We got to make sure we're doing those things are glorifying unto God. But uh, one day we will receive those rewards. So, you know. We need to be conscious of those sins and be aware of those things that come out of our mouth. And, you know, sometimes there's things in our head uh, that, as you've heard my dad use the illustration, you know, sometimes it can be like a river or a creek in our head. Sometimes there's garbage and flutes in that mess. And uh, you can't help that, but when you take the time to stop and pick it up and look at it, that's when it's a sin, that's when it messes up. And so that's when we have to be careful and, and not ponder those things we know we're not glorifying unto God and not make justification for our sins. You know, I, I said this, um, I can't remember this morning or yesterday in my devotion, you know, it's so easy to when you, you sin and mess up to say, well, it's not as bad as what it, I could have done this, or at least not as bad as uh, my neighbor over here, you know, or my cousin or my brother or my sister, you know, you got to see what they've done, you know, <laughs> it's, you still sin, you know, you can't stand before God one day and say, well, oh, uh, you should have seen what they've done. It don't matter. We're talking to you right now. You know, and uh, so that's just it. You can't make justification. You can't make excuses for your sin. And hey, Adam tried that. You know, look at Adam and Eve. You know, God confronted them. And uh, he said, hey, if it had been for that woman you gave me, you know, and he said, no, 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 no. It don't work that way. You you screwed up. You know, you could have refrained. And so uh, those excuses don't fly. But anyway, we see that... uh, uh, that with, uh, with the act of obedience, uh, particularly uh, when we see uh, uh, the Israelites, I think it's Matthew, hold on here, just thought of something here, um, not six, hold on here, just thought of something. Well, just going back to uh, how Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, uh, Matthew five seventeen. 17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So, again, you know, just reinforcing that, that Jesus Christ, uh, in his act of obedience, fulfilled that law. Now, we see here in verses 6 and 7, um, and, well, I, guess I should say 5, 6, and 7, uh, says that consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. And then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Now, that is uh, uh, uh comes from Psalm 40, 6 through 9. So, let's look at that. You know, we have the a corresponding verse. I think it's important to take a look at that. So, it's Psalm 40 six through nine, all right, uh, Psalm 40, verse six, in sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear, all right, so when you see that there, uh, in everything, in other words, um, uh, that God's word has touched you, uh, that uh, you uh, you want to be, uh, in everything that you hear in God's word, you want to obey, all right, that's what we're looking at there, uh, burnt suffering, a sin offering, you have, You have not required. Sorry about that. Uh, Then I said, Behold, I have come into the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. O my God, your law is within my heart. I have told you, I'm sorry, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips as you know, O Lord. Now, uh, of course, now they were translating, um, the Hebrew into the Greek, so they this was being translated from the from the Septuagint, uh, because uh, not many may have understood or knew uh, Hebrew at that particular time, and so this is why one reason why this was uh, being placed in here, so they could have a proper understanding of what the Old Testament was saying, and understanding uh, that um, uh, that no longer animal sacrifices were needed, but that obedience in what we were just discussing and talking about here. Uh, verse 8, now, let's go ahead and look at verses, uh, well, uh, try to think here. I guess we'll go ahead and read 8, well, let me just take a few verses at a time. I'll sort of read 8 through 18, but let me go ahead and just take a few verses at a time. I don't want to get too far ahead here. Uh, verse 8, when he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. Verse ten. And by by that will we, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all reason why i got tickled there is I, when i said that will we I, I it popped in my head when dad and i did that devotion that time and dad said we will will we do your will <laughs> and i got tickled and they I, we didn't know JHL was recording that blooper a lot of people i still get people i run into say hey can you repost that uh, that blooper reel people love that but i never i'll never forget a sit up there and dad goes we will, will we do your will <laughs> You sound like y'all were fun and uh so when i read that just now that popped to my head so just so you know that i wasn't laughing at god's word here that uh, my sick twisted mind that's what come to my head and that's why I, I snickered there so all right so if we do the will of god remember we have been we have been sanctified we have been reconciled. We have been redeemed. Now, those are the, the benefits of the things uh, that we get to experience, that cleansing, that reconciliation, that change of heart, that change of mind, that change of attitude, uh, you know, that we are no longer, in fact, well, look over here at Second Corinthians uh, 5.17, uh, let's see here, uh, hold on here, let's see, 5, hold on. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So when we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord Savior, we are that new creation all right, in Christ Jesus. And uh, so that's why we have a new outlook on life. We have a new way of thinking and doing and seeing and saying things. Uh, because of Christ's sanctification, because of Christ's love, because of what Christ's atoning work, a substitutionary atoning work on the cross, we become new creatures. That's why i like to—I love to tell people when I'm doing counseling, and they say, "I wish I had a brand new start. I wish I had a new way of doing things." And 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 uh, and I say, "You can if you give your life over to Jesus Christ. You become a new creation in Jesus." You know, you you become a new person. You have that brand new start. You have a brand new beginning in Christ Jesus, and it, it's like when I when I tell that to people, you can almost see a relief in their eyes, like really, you know, and when they understand how all those sins, past, present, and future have been nailed to the cross, they have been forgiven, we stand before God, he chooses not to bring those things back up again, those things we've done in the flesh will not be brought back up again, and we are, we, remember, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and so praise God for that. And so we, we, we won't have to worry about that being brought back up again. You know, it's just like uh, as a daddy, you know, when I uh, have children, uh, which I have two, and uh, praise God for them. They're, they're both a blessing, and I'm very, very proud of them. And uh, and so they, uh, as much as I love them, if they say or do something that's, that's hurtful, uh, you know, uh, I understand, you know, they're, they're human. They're going to mess up. But, um, you know, it would hurt me if they didn't say, well, I'm sorry or ask for forgiveness. But when they do, of course, I want to say, yes, I forgive you. Yes, I love you. It's okay. Come here, give me a hug. It's over with and go on. Well, you know, if, if you know, like God's Word, if those of us who are evil can do those kind of good things, how much more can the, uh, can the Heavenly Father do? So when we mess up, yes, it hurts the Heavenly Father. But when we ask forgiveness, He's faithful and just forgives us. Again, giving us freedom. Freedom, my friends, you know, it makes you think of heart. freedom, you know, and uh, and so, you know, we have that freedom through Christ Jesus and we're not held down, God doesn't hold it over our heads, look what you did, look what you how you messed up, that's the devil that talks in your head to make you hear and think those things, because when we mess up, the battle continues, and you know, what we ask for forgiveness, we're still here, look what you did, look how you messed up, look what you said, look what you thought, look what you, you know. that's the devil trying to hold that over your head, God's like, hey, you're forgiveness, you're free it's good you're good to go man go on you know but we, sometimes the old devil wants to still hold us down and that's what we have to say in the name of jesus i barbecue satan get away from me and go on and keep fighting keep pushing forward that's why the whole armor of god's on the front and ain't nothing on the back because there ain't no room for retreat you got to keep pushing forward so praise god for that now uh let's see here uh, verse 11 uh, and every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. You know, again, going back to what I was talking about, every, you know, had to keep doing that over and over, just like the dreaded tax season. You know, had to do that over and over again. Uh, verse 12, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice, he sat down to the right hand of God, waiting from time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. Remember, a footstool. Is, is, uh, is the, the, the lowest form that you can think of uh, to be placed underneath his feet. Uh, the world will become his footstool. The enemies that we face will become his footstool. All right? So even though we're, we may face persecution, you know, when things are spiraling out of control, there's a good chance that we're going to uh, face uh, some sort of persecution uh, as Christians. If the, if, if the Lord tarries and the ways things continue to spin out of control, we may have to deal with that. But God's going to deal with our enemies. So we uh, remember, God is in control. He is sovereign. He's in control of these things no matter what happens. Whether this continues on, with with a world as chaotic as it is, uh, and it's building to the crescendo of anarchy, it may or may not happen, but no matter what, God is in control, and he's going to take care of our enemies one way or another. Uh, verse 14, For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Now, here's, uh, there's a few things we need to look at here. Let me see here. Uh, here, um, I don't, let's see. Here, if you look at Luke five eight, all right, and it says in Luke five eight. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord." See, when we look at, well, we can back up here, see, so kind of get an idea what we're looking at here. Is is that? Um, uh, is when they cast it out, and they uh, he, he said, "Let your let your nets out. had me catch anything all day." And then also their nets were completely full. And when when Peter saw that, he was like, "Oh man, I'm not worthy. We need to have more of an attitude like that. That we are not worthy of God. That we're fully aware of our sin." And I think sometimes, uh, depending, I think sometimes you can be fully aware of your actions of what you're what you're going through and doing, and uh, and we can have that understanding that we are not worthy indeed but uh we look also at hebrews 3 10 11 which we've all actually already covered it says therefore i was provoked with that generation and, and said that they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest so going back talking about those enemies uh and uh, uh talking about those uh, those who refuse and reject the things of god but we aren't worthy but we have to keep fighting we have to keep trying uh, verse 15, and the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying, verse 16 and 17 is very important, uh, particularly in regards to our freedom, in regards to our obedience, take note to these two verses. 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins or their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. So praise God there are no more no longer is, is an offering needed. All that God requires of us is our obedience. And what is even what's wonderful is that he, that only is when he gives us forgiveness that he will remember our sins and our and those, those deeds no more. You know, we are free, my friends. We have been set free by Jesus Christ. You know, it's a sad thing to know that sometimes when the jail cell has been opened and we have received our freedom, Sad thing is, because of, uh, you know, man's heart is definitely wicked. Who could know it? Sometimes it's easy to place yourself back inside that jail cell and try to close the door. But Jesus Christ has provided that way of freedom. We are freed men and women, no longer slaves to sin, no longer slaves to the things of this world. We are now willing servants unto God Almighty and you know that, that's a big hot button issue right now in regards to slavery and yes it it was a terrible horrible situation to for another human being uh, to to own someone else that's that's awful that's terrible in fact god's word even talks about man stealing it is wrong uh, to to have that kind of you know but others who don't know the bible say well it talks about slavery in there but it's not it's not a, a type of racial slavery as as what our our nation had had witnessed at one point in time. That type of slavery in the Bible were those who uh willingly put themselves in those situations because they would been financially taken care of. You had doctors and lawyers that, that put themselves in a situation. It wasn't a racial type of slavery. And um, so, the, with that being a hot button topic, you know, as Christians, one thing that we always want to do is look for teaching moments, look for opportunities uh, to talk to others about Jesus Christ, and I think that would have of one topic of, of many. Uh, with what's going on right now, uh, is uh, when they start talking about slavery, say, yes, that was wrong, that is bad. But you realize, and ask them, say, do you know Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? And if they say, well, no, I don't, say, well, do you realize you're a slave? Oh, you know, that'd probably freak them out. What are you talking about, I'm a slave? But you are a slave to the God of this world. You are a slave to sin. And it opened that opportunity, Open that door to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ and what he come here to do, to set them free. And when they understand the true freedom that only Jesus Christ can offer, maybe they will be aware and understand the kind of slavery that they are in. You know, this morning I was talking about a story that I read by Dinesh D'Souza that um, he um, uh, was um, in a Marxist country. And for those who watched my devotion this morning, you you heard me say this, but uh, I feel like it bears repeating. Uh, He was in a Marxist country, and um, the uh, individuals he was uh, dining with were clearly atheists. And he tried to engage with them. He tried to talk to them, but it just—he said after a while, he was just running in circles. He wasn't uh, getting anywhere. And um, when uh, it was time to leave, he said, "Can I have prayer with you?" And they reluctantly uh, said, "Sure, go ahead." And he had prayer. And after he got done praying, he said they had tears in their eyes. And uh, well, he left. Went to his hotel. He said the next morning, the uh, the individuals he had. Prayed with come up to him he said you know we talked all night uh, about uh, about what we had happened is and we want you to know we give our lives to jesus christ and you know don't underestimate the power of prayer we you may have family members you may have friends who are under the bondage of sin who are slaves to the god of this world keep praying keep trying to talk to them about jesus And we need to keep praying for this nation. We need to keep praying uh, for uh, uh, the healing of this land. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. And continue to work on that relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, we have praise uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, You know, you don't always have to have praise just at church. You can praise God anywhere at any time. But um, uh, no matter whether you're literally seeing praise or you're giving praise to God, remember uh, that we're showing that obedience. We're showing that love of God so much that we want to appraise Him. We want to adore Him. We want to thank Him for all that He has done for our lives. His goodness, His grace, His mercy, His sacrifice. We want to praise His holy name. You know, uh uh, I love that song. This is the day, you know, well, the verse is, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But uh, give God the glory, glory is the song I was trying to think of. But, um, you know, let's give him that glory. Let's give him that praise. His proper, uh, you know, I think we get so caught up in the things of this world uh, and so focused on the, on the, on the menial things that uh, they don't really mean anything and uh, that we neglect to give God his proper place in his proper praise let us not neglect that let us be obedient let us be faithful let us be loving let us let that faith produce those good works let us want to do those things that are honoring to God let us strive daily to have that mind of Christ to go out and talk to others about Christ's love whether it's physically on social media whatever the you know texting whatever it takes let us never be uh uh lazy or in our efforts to tell others about jesus christ you know right now uh... the viewpoint on a national scale there's uh, the minority, which the media wants to make it look like the majority, uh, seems to hate and despise um, our freedoms they have taken for granted. They want socialism. Uh, they hate Christians. We are looked at as hate mongers. We are looked at as bigots. We are looked at as those kind of people. And so they will try to draw you in to conversations uh, and, to, and be those trolls, if you will, uh, to invoke that uh, anger and that emotion so they can say, oh, look at that, sorry Christian, look at now they're reacting. That's what they want is to start and stir up stuff, just like we saw right here in Johnson City. They they come with an agenda to stir up and start trouble, and they succeeded. Let's not give in to that. Let us still show the peace of God. Let us show love. Be slow to anger, slow to, uh, to speak, quick to listen. Let us demonstrate the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Remember how Jesus Christ himself was treated, but he did not react with vengeance. Let us show and demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ to all those, whether he oppose us or not. Let us demonstrate Christ. Stand true and stand strong on the whole word of God, never wavering, never compromising, standing true and standing in the face of anyone who opposes us. Let us speak the truth in love and demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. And we can do that. Maybe one day we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's my hope. That is my goal. And I'm sure that is your hope as well. But, um, let us stay the course, my friends, and let us continue to grow at the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Let us strive uh, to every day, take it each day as it comes, and use it in a way to glorify the Heavenly Father. Let us be obedient each and every day. Let us pray. Father Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, help us to be obedient. Let us show active and passive obedience. Lord, uh, let us understand our freedom that you have given us. Lord, let us never take it for granted. Uh, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, help us to to come before you each and every day and spend that time in our devotions and in the word and in prayer. Let us serve you diligently. Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and watch over protect us. We meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate each and one of y'all for watching this evening. I hope y'all have a great, wonderful, and blessed day or evening or whatever it is. <laughs> don't forget that uh, for those on social media you know, but on the website, if you don't know and watching, always remember that each morning at 7.15 a.m. I do a live daily devotional. It's usually somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes <laughs> here lately has been been averaging around 30 minutes uh, every morning and i get a little long-winded so i apologize but to uh, be sure to tune into that don't forget sunday morning with dr Vic young from 11 a.m to 12 p.m at Fountain of life bible church 118 julie lane and then uh, of course that evening i'll be doing the online service so hope you all have a great and blessed evening thanks for watching god bless